Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. You may be in a situation in your life, but don't be surprised if the answer to your current situation is something completely different than what you expected. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with entrepreneur and author Elijah Frazier. He says that no matter what you're experiencing, you can turn it around. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth, where we believe as a community that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. Around these parts, we believe that wealth is all about well-being, which was the original 12th century definition. And so we strive to live that in our lives by not focusing just on wealth building, but also looking at the other areas of our lives that will cause us to be more fulfilled and then show up in ways that attract the wealth that we desire. And so if you're new here, what you want to do is go back to our original, to our original episodes, the first several episodes or so, all the way back in your podcast apps and get familiar with our six pillars of wealth. I've also started to share some videos in my IGTV at Seek Wisdom PCW. So for the next few weeks here, I'll be releasing a video per pillar to just really give you a great understanding and foundation. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at Seek Wisdom PCW. Now, also on Instagram, I posted just last week, I posted this meme that said, you may not need more strategy. You may need to strengthen your foundation. And that really speaks to what redefining wealth is about, because so often people think, well, if I know the right budget, if I know the right tools to use in business, if I know the perfect time to post on social media, then everything is going to blow up. And the truth is, all of that is tactical. And it's all strategy and there's nothing wrong with having strategy. But when you match strategy with a weak foundation, you will still not create something that's sustainable. And so what we really aim to do through these pillars is help you create a stronger foundation that all of that strategy 
can stand on. And Elijah Frazier, man, this episode, I'm telling you now, you're going to want to take notes or prepare yourself to listen more than once because he is dropping so much of the good stuff that's going to help you set that strong foundation. Now, before we get into this episode, we're definitely sponsored this week by my Purpose Chasers. We have Purpose Chasers joining from all over the world, literally. Just in the last week, we've had folks join from Botswana and Singapore uh, and Canada and all over the Caribbean and South America. It's just been amazing. So if you are looking for Purpose Chasers in your neck of the woods, come on over to IamAPurposeChaser.com. It's our absolutely complimentary community for purpose chasers like you who love the Redefining Wealth community. You want to discuss the books that we're reading. You want to talk about the episodes and you want to surround yourself with people who are also looking to chase purpose, not money. This is the space for you. I am a purposechaser.com. Now, as you know, also, I am always on the road speaking and I have two events I want to remind you about because it's not too late to get your tickets. The first is the Thrive Conference. It's about making money matter. I love that. It's being hosted at the Hard Rock Cafe in Las Vegas. If you want to attend May 31st through June 2nd, then check out patricewashington.com forward slash thrive. patricewashington.com forward slash thrive. All of the information is there. I think there's two to 3,000 folks that are going to be in attendance uh, E.T., Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, um, will be in the building. Lisa Bilyeu, if you saw me on the Women of Impact interview, which has done pretty well, I think we're at over 200,000 views on YouTube. It's an incredible interview. Uh, Lisa Bilyeu, who was the person interviewing me, is going to be speaking. Uh, Billie Jean, who's a marketing guru, Cole and Sanja Hatter, who are the creators of Thrive. Trent Shelton, who is, I believe, ex-NFL player, um, turned inspirational, motivational speaker. Like there's just so many amazing, amazing speakers lined up. I am speaking that Saturday and I would love to see you there. So if you want to check me out in Las Vegas, come on over patricewashington.com forward slash thrive. And then I will also be the same weekend uh, in Atlanta for Confidence Activated. So you, if you're on the East Coast and you're looking for an amazing women's conference, my girl, Rachel Luna, who you have heard here on the podcast, she's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I will be on that ticket with Angie Lee from the Angie Lee podcast and Maya Elias and Tiffany Montgomery and just so many great folks in Atlanta. Also, the exact same week weekend, May 31st through June 2nd, I'm speaking on Sunday. So if you want to see more about that, check out patricewashington.com forward slash confidence activated. That's patricewashington.com forward slash confidence activated and get your tickets. Either event is going to be absolutely amazing wherever you are in the country. Um, just figure out what works for you. And I would love to see you there. So now let me tell you a little bit about Elijah. Elijah Frazier is a speaker, author, film writer, and producer from Cleveland, Ohio. He founded 180 and Royal Lamb, where he teaches social and emotional learning while delivering alternative post-graduation options for high school and college students. His book, 180, was sent to me over a year ago, and I'm telling you the practical tips to help you turn anything around in your life. 
It's what you need to get to the next level. I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here is Elijah Frazier. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Elijah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here, I have to say, and I appreciate you sending me your book. I think you sent it to me like a year ago, 180. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Everything is in divine timing because Absolutely. I finally got to really get into the book and I was like, okay, I need to get him on the podcast. I just love how simple it was and how it just got straight to the heart. I'm really into like practical ways to improve. And I felt okay. this was so good. So 180, a turn to face in the opposite direction, a complete reversal in attitude or opinion. And I mm. thought that this episode would be about just how you can turn things around, right? Like how folks yeah. can make a 180, turn things around, but it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be hard. And you do, do a really great job of laying that out. So I want to start with just the introduction of the book. You talked about the Karate Kid and everyone knows yeah. the Karate Kid. If you don't, you need to go check it out. But you watch talked that about movie, yes. <laughs> yes, everyone should watch it. But I want you to start with how you talked about how Mr. Miyagi, you know, put Daniel's son through all these exercises and break that down and how that kind of connects to our lives, our everyday lives. Well, well personally, the, the easiest way for me to do that would, would be to use myself as an example. And, and maybe it's something that I can share with a lot of people. But uh, the way I broke that down with Mr. Miyagi is, you know, if we look at ourselves as Daniel, you know, Daniel was in a certain situation at a certain time and point of his life, and he knew that something needed to change. The ironic part was that what he thought he needed wasn't what he needed. So Daniel was sitting here, he's in a new city, a new town, he finds himself, you know, kind of befriending this girl, he likes her. Um, and, but the neighborhood kids are like, nah, bro, that's not how this is about to happen. So they start to bully him and, you know, you know, beat him up. And now he has himself in this situation. So what he thinks is I need to learn how to defend myself and I need to fight off this opposition. I need to fight off, you know, all of these things that are, that are happening now. He was correct and he needed to defend himself, but the way he thought he should go about defending himself wasn't wasn't the way he should have done it. So, you know, once again, he catches himself, you know, being beat up by these neighborhood bullies. And Mr. Miyagi comes and say, you know, and just basically saves his butt like, hey, I got you, but I'm out of here. And Daniel is begging and pleading with Mr. Miyagi, please teach me how you did that. It, it was me versus five. And you're an older man than I am. And you came and you just, you know, handled business. How did you do that? And, and Mr. Miyagi is like, no, I don't I don't teach people like that. This is not what you think it is. And then he finally convinces Mr. Miyagi to teach and train him. And the peculiar part is what Daniel thought Mr. Miyagi was going to teach him was the complete opposite. See, Daniel thought he needed to be able to know how to fight and and punch and kick and and move fast and be hard and all this. But Mr. Miyagi knew that what he needed to do was be able to control himself. Mm-hmm. See, where Daniel thought where, where Daniel thought he needed to be strong is really where he needed to be patient. Where Daniel thought where, where he needed to be fast is where actually where he needed to slow down. So Mr. Miyagi, instead of teaching him all of these karate moves, and and they do get to that part eventually, but the foundation of what Daniel needed was different. Before he got to all of that, he said, what I want you to do is go over there and paint that fence. 
What he was teaching Daniel was muscle memory and how to control himself should that situation ever come again. What I want you to do is go over here and wax this car. Because when you wax that car and your arm does that overhand movement, next time something comes into your way, you're going to know how to block it and you're not going to overthink the situation. And a lot of times we find ourselves in a position to where we think we need one thing, but it's actually something completely different. And a lot of it comes from the foundation of who we are. So Mr. Miyagi taught taught and gave him something completely different than what he needed. He said, no, you don't need to be fast. You actually need to slow down. No, you don't need to be strong. You actually need to be patient. And a lot of times in our lives, we'll, we'll think we have to react in such a hard and harsh way, or, or I'm going to fight fire with fire, and, or I'm going to do this. And, and actually, if we tapped into who we really were, we would know that actually who we are and who we're bringing to the table is more than enough. That's what he taught Daniel. So I intro the book saying, you know, you may be in a situation in your life, but don't be surprised if the answer to your current situation is something completely different than what you expected. Mm, you just preached. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Elijah. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, essentially say it may not make complete sense in the beginning. Right. So for Daniel, yeah, it didn't yeah. make complete sense that he why why am I painting the fence? Why am I waxing the car? Why? But the next time that you encounter something in your life, you're ready. That's how I feel about redefining wealth. You know, like this is the oh, money show yeah. that's not about money. <laughs> that doesn't really I, I, exactly go in on money because what I'm trying to convey is muscle memory. When you show mm. up more resilient, when you show up more confident, when you know how to get through certain, um, you know, tumultuous times in your life, when you know how to evoke a sense of peace, you know, or speak life right. over yourself, all of those things still relate to your finances and so many other areas of your life without it being what you thought it would be, which is talk to me about budgets and credit reports, right? Absolutely, When we dug into the book, I got it immediately. And I love that you break down these principles by degrees. This idea of Mm. like making a turnaround, like making a shift, 180 degree shift. And if you kind of incorporate these lessons, each degree, by the time you get done, your life would truly be, you know, 180 degrees different. You will have a turnaround. Absolutely. And, 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 and let me just kind of piggyback on what you said there. Um, and the reason why I named it 180, because it, I'm, I'm big on words, I'm big on definitions, I'm big on how they fit together. And sometimes in our slang or just in the way we speak or dictate or, 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 or just address another person, sometimes we can be a little lazy. And when people say things, I'm like, well, well, speak exact. Don't 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 be far fetched in what you're saying, because some people will say you're in a situation. Oh, well, you just need to do a 360 and turn it around. No, because if I do a 360, I'm going to be back right back where I am place. now. <laughs> what I need to do is, is do a 180 and then I'll be in a different direction. But yes. So naming naming the book 180 and I'll just use myself as an example. I love to be transparent because I, I I love to win on purpose. I love to win intentionally. I don't like to leave things up to chance. So I notice is that if I'm 100 percent honest with myself, then I, I have no choice but to get to where it is I'm going. So using myself as an example with the 180 degrees, Patrice, I tell you, uh, I've, I've been following you. I've been listening to your podcast. I, I love your content on social media and everything that you do. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she gets it. And what I kind of how I parallel that is I knew 
I personally needed to make a 180. I was in some situations in my life and, and they weren't horrible. They just weren't healthy. I mean, I, from being homeless, I mean, sleeping in the backseat of my car, sleeping in parks and just really trying to find my way. What I discovered was this. Everywhere that I was, there were toxic relationships. Everywhere that I was, there were um, disagreements and arguments. Every job that I had, for some reason, it just didn't work out. And, and I'm sure I can share the story with a lot of young men um, who maybe didn't have a father growing up or who maybe they were abused or maybe this or maybe that. What I noticed is that the same things kept happening no matter who I was in a relationship with, friends, family, uh, spouse, no matter what school I went to, what church I went to, what business I worked at. For some reason, the same things kept happening over and over and over again. And year after year, I would point the finger and say, well, if you would have just treated me right and if you would have helped me out and if you would have been, boom, now I'm in another state. Well, if you would have treated me right and if you would have done right by me and the same thing kept happening over and over again. And one day it hit me. Everything and everyone else in my life wasn't what needed to be turned around. Because if the same, if something happens in a situation or geographical area, yeah, maybe you can kind of figure it out and say, hey, that wasn't right. You kind of treated me wrong. You know, this would have been better. But if the same thing keeps, keeps happening in different geographical areas with different people in different relationships, now it's time to take a look in the mirror. And I saw that and I said, wait a minute, what would happen if I turned around? I've never tried that. I've always pointed the finger at friends and family. I've always pointed the, the finger at jobs and relationships and my spouse and my boyfriend and my, my girlfriend and my, my business. Partner. I've always pointed the finger. Let's try something new this time. Let me see what happens if Elijah turns around. If Elijah makes a 180, let's see what happens. And before you know it, there's books and businesses and relationships and traveling, peace of mind, healthy relationships. And it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. At the very moment, I learned to take accountability for myself and for my actions. Not only did I turn around, my entire life turned around relationships. I was able to help people. And, and I believe one of the keys, one of the major keys to any cer certain type of personal wealth and even getting, as we say, getting to the bag yourself. A lot of us are holding up our own bags because we're in our way. Yeah. We don't want to put down our old mindsets, our old thoughts, our old practices. And as soon as I turned around, Patrice, it all turned around like, whoa. So if I don't cut corners anymore, this happens. If I'm not lazy and I don't make excuses, this happens. And it just, I had to name the book 180 for it to turn in a different direction, a different train of thought to not lean on my excuses and not lean on cutting corners. And what would happen if you turned around and really put the work in? Yeah, you you know, that's degree 17. I had that highlighted. Yeah. Degree 17. Oh man, that's just... <laughs> Yeah, and it's so funny oh, that you brought that up. Out of 180... <laughs> degrees that you have listed, 17 stood out to me. And it was one that I wanted to mention. Wow. Anyway. It's the common denominator. You say, wow, all yeah, the good, bad and ugly in your life. The common denominator has been you. Mm -hmm. And that's what you Not just the easiest pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Not you the easiest down. pill to swallow. We, because we love to take, we love to take credit for the win. We oh, love yeah. to take credit. Oh yeah, that's me. I did that. Yep. That was it. Oh yeah. Did you see? And I was there and then, hey, what about the other stuff though? 
And as and and when I started to take credit for all of the other things, I was able to compare and contrast. And you're speaking about wealth redefining wealth. There's a there's a thing called that I talk about in in one of my classes. It's a very simple uh, debt to income ratio. How much is going in versus what's coming out based on what has to go out every single month? What do you have coming in to counter that? And a lot of us are very good at spending and giving out, but can you take an account for what's coming into your life? So you can do that with money and you can do that with daily life practice. And I was okay with just giving, you know, being me throwing myself out to the world. But Elijah, what are you allowing to come into your life? How do you think? How do you speak? How do you move? How do you do transactions? And as soon as I, 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 I made sure that I knew what the common denominator was and all of the good, bad and ugly, bro, it is you. Yeah. So t- if you're going to take credit for the good, take credit for the bad and act accordingly. Mm, that is so good. That's so good. And I love that you said, take account of what you're allowing in, right? Because it is, it is easy to just give out, but what you're allowing in is big. And I really take that seriously. What I'm allowing in comes in the forms of music I listen to, what I allow on the radio, yes. what movies I will attend or not attend, what books I will read or not read, who I will allow in my space. Like everything matters. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that enough of us are intentional about that. I think that, no, we're just, not. you know, kind of go with the flow. I'm not a go with the flow. Like I'm not a, you know, I cannot be in certain environments and not to be all holier than now. It just does not support me in my 180, you know, it doesn't support come, come me on with it. In, in turning it at all. If anything, it's turning me back in the wrong direction. Because I've been there before. I know what that's like. I know what that misery feels like. I know what that uncomfortableness feels like. I know what, you know, just not being in alignment and not having the right squad and the right people around. I know what that feels like. So why would I put myself in environments or put, um, you know, different forms of entertainment or whatever around me that are going to take me back when I'm trying to turn around? Like, why? A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more because a lot of people think when it comes to their diet that it's only what's edible to where you you can actually, you know, have it on a plate or in a bag or order it. No, a part of your diet is also what you see, what you hear, the energy you engage yourself with, the relationships. So a lot of us are, are so concerned and focused on our physical body, but there's a parallel to your spiritual body. We call it your spirit man. And a lot of people will, well, no, no, I can't eat that. And I can't do this because, you know, I got to keep my, my, my figure and this and that. Well, well, who you are, your spirit and your soul also has a figure. So if you allow certain things into that, that can be out of shape. So your, so your body is in shape, but everything else isn't. So if you, it's like taking a Ferrari and putting, and putting regular unleaded gas in it. No, I am built in such a way that I can only have a certain type of intake. There are only certain things that I can be around. I'm not made in in every ordinary factory. I'm set apart. I'm completely different. What you digest and what you intake, I'm not built like that. My engines don't work like that. Mm. My outtake 
intake doesn't work like that. I can't travel on the same roads you travel on. My tires don't perform like that on that road. My windshields aren't that high. My mirrors are down lower than yours. And a lot of people are so busy trying to fit in and, and don't understand why isn't this working? Because before you were created, you actually had a purpose for your life. And playing into that purpose plays into your success. It plays into your financial wealth. It'll actually help you redefine your wealth. And a lot of people have strayed away from their purpose, not understanding why things aren't working for them in their life. Before you were created, a purpose was created before you. People got tired of sitting down on the ground and standing up. So before a chair was invented, the purpose of that chair was invented. I need something and I know what I'm going to call it. I know what it's going to look like. So if we take one step back, when all of creation was being formed, we take a look at it. When it first started, oh, creation started on this day and it started like that and that happened. But I implore you to actually take into consideration when creation stopped to put you here because you were missing on the first day when this was created. Oh, you know what? I need some vegetation. I need grass. I need animals. I need matter. I need all of this. So I'm actually going to stop this day to create that somewhere in that span. It stopped to create you because not because you were wanted, but because you were needed. And a lot of people don't take that into consideration. Before you were created, your purpose was created. So if you get out here and just wander away and you're not even in your purpose, of course things aren't going to work for you. If you want to be as successful as, as, as you could possibly be, I dare you to discover your identity. Who are you? I dare you to discover your purpose. Why are you that person? No one can perform in that way in that shape, that form, people call it, I'm in my lane. No one can compare or perform in your purpose the way you can. And if you're outside of it, I can guarantee you, you're not living to your fullest potential. Oh my gosh. You are, yes, yes. You know what? I get so many messages, Elijah, um, from people that say, I don't know my purpose. I can't find my purpose. I haven't been able to identify my purpose. And I believe that we can, it just is so, it comes so naturally to us that we dismiss it. That we're like, well, it can't mm-hmm. be that because that's easy. It can't be that easy. Yeah, it, it can't be, be that, that easy. because I've been doing that my whole life, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that is the very thing that God gave you, right? To Because 100%. that's needed in the world. And you're hiding behind it thinking like, well, it can't be that. It has to be some, I remember when I was like, well, you know, I mean, I play basketball, but I don't think I'm going to the WNBA, you know, I mean, Come on, talk that basketball <laughs> talk, I'm with it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, I kind of play the piano, but like not that good. I was looking for all of this extraordinary stuff when the very thing that God gave me was the thing that I always had, which was just the ability to articulate the ability to speak to people, no matter how old, how young, what color, what yeah, yeah, yeah. Like none of that ever mattered. I could just connect with people. And I took it for granted for 20 plus years that that was wow. you know, a thing. And the thing is that, that I realized I took it for granted for 20 plus years, but my heart breaks for people who take it for granted 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And don't and then imagine the amount of people that, that don't, ever get to notice it and they take it to the grave and make the grave even richer. The grave is the richest place on the planet. Amen. I know that. That's where all there, there's the so many ideas, ideas and yeah. 
But one thing you said that stuck out to me, Patrice, and I apologize for for cutting you off. You're just you, you get me excited very easily with your content, and it gets me it gets me going. But one thing you said you took for granted, the, um, you know, when you were in basketball or playing the piano, that you know it couldn't be that easy. A lot of people need to. Uh, there's a two step process. The first step is actually people struggle with seeing value within themselves. Mm-hmm. We see value in so many other people. I'll spend money on you. I'll come to your events. I'll come to this. I'll come to that. And the very second someone turns around and say, you know what? You should try that. Oh, no, no, no. I could, I, I could never do that. And a lot of people are sitting here trying to be qualified or looking for someone to qualify them, but they're chosen. Chosen people don't have to be qualified. I chose you. Come on. There's nothing you have to do to you. There's nothing you have to earn here. And and that comes into love. That plays into, you know, how God loves that. And I, I don't want to get, you know, off topic for, for, for the show. But the value inside of an individual is too many people look at themselves in the mirror and don't see value. So they feel they have to go somewhere else for a person or a place to val- to put value on them. And it's like, do you know you're chosen and that you were born to let other people know how valuable they are. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you tap into your purpose and you walk so closely with it, and and a lot of people make the second mistake of chasing their dreams. I've heard that mm-hmm. said many times. I'm just, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a believer. I'm chasing my dreams. Here's the thing: you didn't create you, nor did you create the desires that are upon your heart. Those Come desires on. were given to you, so you don't have to chase them. All you have to do is cooperate with them. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is dance with them. All you have to do is accept them. So many people have been giving gifts. Let's let's make it the parallel and 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 and, and speak in a parable. So many people have woken up on Christmas morning and have gifts under the tree that they've never even unwrapped. You have so many gifts that have been given to you, and you're searching for value identity and purpose and legitimacy and all you have to do is open your gift that's all you have to do is open your gift and the things that you're looking for and your gifts are the vehicle to take you there i read an amazing book and i won't go off topic i read an amazing book and it told me that my gifts that were given to me will open doors for me and put me before great men so if i'm not where i want to be have i opened my gifts that have been given to me it's literally a lot of people just haven't opened their gifts I dare you to open your gift. Elijah, I love how you articulated that. And it is so hard to communicate sometimes because it is literally that simple. Like like using what you already have is the thing. And we are forever searching for so much outside of ourselves when we literally were given this gift freely, freely. And all we have to do is open it and stop denying it. But that takes faith. To, to, to believe that you're capable, to believe that you're more than enough, to believe that you, yeah, the person who's failed, the person who's been beat, the person who's been homeless, the person who's been molested, the person who's failed, dropped out of college, lost jobs, failed marriages. When those type of things happen, we take those thoughts and we let them redefine us when you, nothing can change a true hard definition. And a lot of people require faith and to see value in themselves, to be capable of that. You mean to tell me that's mine? You mean to tell me through all of that, I still have worth? Absolutely, you still have worth. I give you a $100 bill. 
I can crumble it up, throw it on the ground, no matter what that $100 bill still holds its value. So no matter what you've been through, you still have value and you can be spent and you are now a currency and you can change people's lives. You can stimulate economies. You can break generational curses. There are so many things you can do. Do not believe the lies that you do not have value. Do not believe the lies that you do not have any purpose. I guarantee you that there is someone who has been through more than you and they're making more happen than you. And a lot of people need to believe that they have that value, but that takes taking one step back, knowing who you are, identity, and knowing why you're that person, purpose. And then everything else lines up. Now your finances are in order, your, your relationships, everything. If you open that gift and discover who you are and why you're that person, you won't have to chase a thing. Everything will come and chase you. Come, boy. Because I believe in favor. I'll tell you this, Patrice, I don't work hard. I don't, mm-mm. that battle is not mine. I didn't create me and I didn't create this. That means I have a part to play. And if you tell me that, that the yoke is easy and the burden is light, anytime I find myself struggling, I reassess my geographical location of where I am and what I'm doing. If it is hard, if it is difficult, it's not for me. And a lot of people say, well, no, you kind of got to work hard. You have to grind and struggle. Look, when I'm on a basketball court, I know what I'm doing is hard, but it doesn't feel like it because I'm in my purpose. I'm in what I'm passionate about. I do not chase things, Patrice. Things chase me. I believe in favor. Doors open for me. Anywhere I go, here's another thing that people have to understand. Well, I don't know what to do and I don't know where to go. Well, one thing I implore you to do is start moving. That's, Just that's degree moving. number Think, four. I was if, getting if, there. If you, oh man, I don't even, see, I don't even know. The reason being is because I, I truly believe it. I eat, sleep and breathe it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't do these type of things on, on purpose. I have tried to, to lean on my own understanding so much. I've tried to do so much in my power. And then by the end of it, I'm a half a step further and I'm completely exhausted. But when I step into my purpose and my calling, there's just a flow and I barely even have to try. And, and I don't, I don't want to lose the thought, but, but have you ever wondered why? You have to bait a fish when it's in water. You, there's no way you can jump into the ecosystem of a fish and try to catch it with your bare hands. That fish is in its, it's, in its world. It's in its arena. It's, it's in its world. So for you to even get that fish, you have to bait it. You have to wait patiently. You have to make it think there's a worm and there's no line there. You have to trick it. And a lot of people are operating outside of their element. And wondering why you're a beached fish, you're a beached whale. Get in your element, and I can guarantee you those things that trip you up will be well, they will have to set traps for you because mm. you won't be easily tricked. You won't be easily caught. I'm gonna have to sit here, wake up early in the morning when the water isn't moving, bait this trap, put my worm on the and I'm gonna have to go through hell and high water. I'm gonna have to wake up very early in the morning to try and get you, all because you are in your element. But when you come out, it's very easy for me to get you. It's very easy for me to get you to settle for a job. It's very easy for me to get you to believe you're not made to start this business or go to college. It's very easy to make make you believe that you should settle for ten thousand uh, dollars a year or ten dollars an hour instead of a hundred thousand a year. When you are not operating in your element, ooh, I can get you. But when you're in your element, when you're in your purpose, yeah. If anybody wants you, they're gonna have to wake up very early in the morning. Come on. And wait patiently. Elijah, man, I have chills. You, you are incredible. I have chills. I, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to that. And it makes me think of 
when people start to second guess or dismiss the gift that they have acknowledged because they're using it in the mm-hmm. wrong ministry or they're using mm-hmm. it in the wrong industry because sometimes you, Come on. you do know the purpose you do know the call on your life you do know what you should be doing but because like you said you a fish out of water you're in the wrong environment and you've taken that gift mm-hmm. and put it in places where now you have to struggle to be tolerated as opposed to celebrate it but you stay come on with the come on. I'm excited. <laughs> you stay there. And that's a choice. I love what you said with degree number four, just start moving, which you just kind of mentioned. But I highlighted something. First of all, you said when you don't know, just start moving, which I completely agree. I'm all about taking the next best step. I don't have yes. to know what the entire process looks like. Like if I'm making decisions and choices rooted in faith and not fear then all I'm responsible for is taking the next best step and watching God work. But you also said, but what's the difference between failing and the position you're in now? What's the difference between failing and the position you're in now? If you're not taking the next best step, if you're standing still and you refuse to just start moving, what's the difference between failing and the position you're in now? They, they, they want in the same, especially if you're a fish out of water and you're in an environment that is miserable you can be miserable doing what you feel God called you to do, which I doubt it. Yeah. You can go through periods of doubt because even in doing what you're called to do, no one's saying you don't have doubts or, you, you know, sometimes you don't still have those fears that rise up or any of that stuff. You may still, yeah. but I would rather do it knowing that I've answered the call and I'm doing the best that I can than be in a place again, where I'm being tolerated and mistreated or, even if it's not to that extreme, I'm just in a place where I am not fulfilled. And I know that there's more in me than what I'm settling for now. What's the difference between failure and staying right where you are? There is no difference. Absolutely no difference. There's no difference. And no one said you couldn't be afraid. A lot of people forget that. No one said you couldn't be afraid. There are so many people, Mike Tyson, I wouldn't fight that man to this day. I don't care how old he gets. I'm not getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson said every time I stepped into the ring, I was afraid. He's like, there was not a time. He said, I I believe I was confident. I was excited. But every time I stepped into the ring, I was nervous. And a lot of people get it confused. Well, if I'm scared, I can't do it. Do you know how? Oh, don't get me started on that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. No one said you couldn't be afraid. But I, I, I asked people to selfless selflessly stop thinking about what will or won't happen to you and think about someone that needs to see you win come on there are a lot of people who are sitting at home who will never see it they won't see it from their parents half of them don't have parents there are some people who are living beneath their calling at their jobs or in their business and they don't see what purpose and 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 success true success looks like because success is relative a lot of people chase after other people's success. And then when they get there, they wonder why they're still unfulfilled because you chase success. You didn't chase your success. And a lot of people are sitting there living underneath their calling. So when I talk about just move, things become clear when you move. Take a sign that's off in the distance and you can't see what that's, let's say you're looking for a sign. I need to, I'm hey, I'm going south. I need to know my directions. I can't see that sign. Here's the thing that happens if you move. You're going to very quickly discover if you're headed in the right or wrong direction. So either one is a win. 
If you're heading in the right direction, keep going. If that sign is not giving you the information that, that you need and that you're looking for, then you know what direction not to go. You win either way. But some people don't even move and they never discover if they're in the right place, the wrong place. Some people are one degree away from that person who can connect them to the right person. You said this one thing that, ooh, it messed me up. And I was listening to the podcast and it said, give God something to bless. Mm-hmm. You don't even need the whole thing. If you have a few ingredients and, and God can complement them with his ingredients. Oh, I just want to be seen. I just want to be heard. And this, there is nothing wrong with that. If you out here helping the world and you have a message and something about you needs to be seen or heard, there's nothing wrong with that. But what are you leveraging? What are you preparing and doing your, on your own so that someone can have something to see? Give, some, give someone something to sign off on. Chris Rock said this thing. He said when he was poor and trying to make it, I love this analogy. He said, I was poor and trying to make it, um, uh, and, and my car would always break down on me. And I would sit, be on the side of the road, and I would lean up against my car waiting for somebody to help me. He said, I can't tell you how many times people just drove right past me. He said, but when I got behind my own car when it broke down, and I started pushing that car. You won't believe how many people wanted to help me and stop because they saw me trying to help myself. Huh. A lot of people are waiting for things to come along and just be dropped in their lap. Here's the thing. If I'm going to make an investment in you, I need to know that there's a return on my investment. That's not selfishly. That is practical. That's necessity because I can't invest in something or someone that's not moving because there are other people who need me and I could be investing in them and they are moving. If people would just get behind their broken down car and just start pushing it. That analogy and parable could be your relationship, your finances, your mindset. I dare you to get behind it and start pushing it. I dare you to let someone look at you and see that I need to help that person trying to help themselves. Give God something to bless. And too many people are leaning on their problems instead of getting behind their problems and pushing them out of the way. A lot of people don't understand you. That problem isn't for you to continue to push forever. Sometimes you're pushing that problem and making room for the solution. Yeah. God can't even give you anything and put it in your life because you won't move any of this stuff out of your life. Drop mm. all that stuff out of your hands so you can have room to receive something. Man, degree number five is obedience okay. <laughs> is better than sacrifice. No, this ties in. I'm telling you, I, this whole book is all highlighted and dog-eared. And as you're speaking, I'm like, oh, I know what degree that is. I know what degree Ooh, that is. Oh, man. <laughs> Because degree number five, obedience is better than sacrifice. You said God needs you to be obedient more than he needs you to be comfortable. There are people out there mm. who hear your voice, see your art, feel your music. Others need to purchase your product, use your service, and so much, so much more. If you don't get up and bring forth the gift God has put within you, then who will? Mm. Then who and, will? And then who will? It's on, it's on you. It's on you to get behind the car and keep pushing. I love it. I just love the visual of that. Um, oh my gosh, I have so much <laughs> still want to talk. <laughs> well, we'll have to do it again. We'll have to do something else. Uh, I, 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 the feeling is definitely mutual. No, I, I got to keep going. If you have a few minutes, can I just get? A I, little have, bit I have more? a few. I, I have blocked out this time. I, ha- I oh definitely do. Let's go. So in with a uh, degree 11, that's my book falling apart here, you guys, if you heard any of that. In degree 11, <laughs> being birthed into your next level. So you say when it's time for the baby to leave the womb, they don't have to do anything. The push comes from somewhere else. 
then once the baby is out, it's provided with everything it needs until it can provide for itself. Now, here's where it really got me. Nothing is required of the baby but growth. You will not be pushed into your new world until you have grown enough. Anything else is premature birth. You do not just go into new worlds or arenas. You are birthed into them. You got to talk about that. That growth is the most important thing. Premature birth doesn't just hurt the baby. Premature birth hurts the giver of the birth. It, 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 It plays with their health. And then it makes everyone and everything around you have to make have to work harder if you step into an arena you're not ready for. So you have to have a certain weight requirement. And that can be parallel with something else. You have to have your 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 heart has to be beating at a certain beats per minute. You have to be able to breathe. Your lungs have to be able to operate. And so many people want premature births and don't care or consider about how many other people will have to work harder if you step into an arena you're not ready for. But let's take a step back and make it personal again. A lot of people are focusing on everything else but themselves. That that plays back into the title of the book. There were so many things I wanted to change and be different in my life. And I was focused on everyone else who could do everything for me when all I had to do was grow inside of my position. And that's what happens when that that the body and life, see life listens to you. A lot of people think, oh, life is hard. No, you have put something into the atmosphere and now life is responding to you and you don't want to be in the spiritual weight room. You don't like this resistance. You don't like this push and pull, but you're the one that asked for it. And a lot of people are in certain arenas, that metaphorical womb, as I want to get to the next level. I want to get to that next world. I want to get to that next arena. Show me your growth. Show me that you're ready. Show me that if I give you everything that you ask for, you actually have the capacity to hold it. And here's the thing. I don't just want to give you something. I want you to keep it. A lot of people are focused on making it to their goals. They're not prepared to stay in their goals. Patrice, I used to work in real estate and the foreclosures were so high because a lot of people used to save up money and and have a certain type of income just to get into the house, but they didn't prepare and cultivate their lives to keep the house. Mm -hmm. So you saved up money just so you could get in that front door. But what you didn't do is change your annual income so you could stay in that front door. And a lot of people are so focused on, I just want to get to the next level. I just want to get to the next level. Well, show me your growth. Show me you're ready because here's the thing. Once I give you something, I'm going to need you to maintain it. I'm going to need you to be able to keep up with it. I'm going to need you to push it because you're not just depending on you. Other people are depending on you. And so many of us are in this are in this premature birth desire. Oh, I just want to get there. No. You don't have to ask to get anywhere. You don't have to see if somebody's going to get your book or, or, or call you out to do this or do that. I guarantee you, if you make enough noise and get too big for where you are, here's the thing. When it comes to mothers, babies don't have to say, get me new shoes or get me new clothes. The mom sees it. The mother, the mother, mothering is actually a definition. That's not a noun. A mom is a noun. Mothering is a verb. That's, that's a real verb because to mother or to father over something, it's like Aaron. Aaron was an old watchful gatekeeper and he would actually move around the land and watch from afar and see what the sheep needed and he would go down and help them. So a lot of people who have mothers and who have, the mother will notice I need to push now. Mm -hmm. You need new shoes now. You're actually eating solid foods now because you're growing and I can see it. And a lot of people want bigger plates. A lot of people want bigger shoes. Well, all you have to do is grow and they will be given to you. You won't even have to run after them. They'll come to you. I literally can just say one word and then let you go. 
this is like the best. No, there's nothing to say sorry for. This is incredible. You let me tell you something. I don't even need to wait to the end to tell you this. First of all, it is clear that you are completely anointed for what it is you are doing. And I am oh, so thank you, thank you for things like Instagram <laughs> that can connect. Yes. People. And one of the things I always tell folks, because a lot of people just send me books, right? And unsolicited, mm. like I don't, I don't ask, right? I just end up every Not week. Guilty. I'm telling you without fail, there's books um, in the PO box every week. And from the moment that you sent me a message and you shared briefly, and I don't know if you remember this, you shared a little bit in your DM about your story. And, and, you know, I was intrigued. And then you asked if you could send the book and you did. And it's been quite some time since you sent me the book. The thing that I just love about what you're saying is that I watched what you're saying happen. So the way that you are describing these degrees and the ways of being is what I've actually watched mm-hmm. from you since the time you sent me that, that DM. And to wow. your point, I am very particular about who I invite on the podcast because I truly, I value my listeners, right? Like it's not about just because mm-hmm. you send me a book, that doesn't mean you get an invitation. I get tons of books, mm. maybe a couple invitations sure. come out of that because I have to feel, I have to feel, right? That this is a yeah. good person for yeah. my audience or really align with the message. And so I said that to say that even in spaces like this, there are people who feel like, well, I wrote it. And so now I need to be put on. That's not the growth. Like the growth is also the patience. The also, the growth is also the still doing all the other things that you can do, right? The growth is still understanding that you don't have to force or push or manipulate, that you can surrender and trust God, right? To spaces where you need to go. Like that's the actual growth. And sometimes people think, well, I did this piece. So now- like, come on, shoes, get bigger, <laughs> right? Get bigger. Come on, territory, expand. <laughs> and that right. those are the action steps. But a lot of what you've talked about is really just mindset. It's having the mindset yeah. and the right attitude and the right spirit to actually receive. And you are just anointed. I like, I feel so blessed to have this conversation. I'm, I'm blessed with you to have a conversation with you. You said... You know, you get a lot of things and, and, and people send things to you, but they don't they don't have that patience. And really that patience is true. This is so good. And I'm going to give I'm going to say it to you first and I'm you and your listeners, because I love you guys. You guys are the best. I'm going to give it to you first and I'm going to give you some content that I haven't released yet. There is a book that I'm working on called Success from His Word to Your Life. That's a book I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. And. One of the one of the examples, one of the, the God just downloads stuff. And I'm like, bro, are you serious? I'm like, I know this ain't me because I could have never thought of nothing like that. How many times have we heard the story of David and Goliath? Now, now in, in five to 10 seconds, tell me, tell me the story. In short, tell me the story of David and Goliath. Just the headlines and bottom lines, Patrice. Tell me the story of David and Goliath. So Goliath is essentially this big Brutus of a person that nobody mm-hmm. else wanted to mm-hmm. fight. And David is a little shepherd boy who all he knows is mm-hmm. he's been able to use his slingshot to mm-hmm. um, take out, I think it was like a lion or something that had tried to get to his sheep at one point. 
and yeah, he did. He yeah. used it on he used it on Goliath and slayed the giant that everyone else was afraid of. Yep, and that's it. Boom, there it is. Boom, did all that. Went over there, filthy Philistine, cut off his head. Blah blah. blah. I mean, David was the man. David was the man. There's a song that I listen to, and the psalmist says he's in the waiting. And waiting takes faith, and waiting takes belief. A lot of people focus on David. A lot of people focus on Goliath. A lot of people focus even on all the soldiers that were too afraid to fight Goliath. A lot of people focus even on the armor that was too big for David to wear to fight Goliath. What God pointed out to me was the rock that David used. Mm. God pointed this out to me and messed me up. He said, yeah, the story of David and Goliath is a great one. He said, but anything that I touch and anything that I go around has life. Because if you take, if you take a couple steps back in the Bible, when Christ implores the people to praise, he said, if you don't, even the rocks will cry out to me. And then we have the songs and the parallels and assemblies about, well, will you let a rock, will you let a stone steal your praise? Here's the thing. If we don't, even the rocks will. So that well, I said all that to say what I'm about to say about the rock makes sense. Even the rocks had purpose. The word says that he went down there and picked up five smooth stones. Now, if those rocks would have tried to be anything else but themselves, they would never been selected by David and they would have never killed Goliath. A lot of people don't even stay in who they are and where they're supposed to be long enough to even be chosen or selected. If those rocks would have went off trying to be twigs, trying to be streams, trying to be white caps and, and, and be anything else but who they are, if they would have went downstream a little bit, they would have, David would have selected other rocks. A lot of people don't know that your success can even be in your waiting. And if you just stay true to who you are, someone will come along and pick you and select you and take out the very thing that's been tearing the entire, the entire town and city. Mm-hmm. Even the rocks had purpose. The rocks were selected by a king. A king could have picked up anything, but the rocks even get glory. Anything you touch, anything you go around, if you are in your purpose, I can give that rock purpose. I can give that wall purpose. I can give that bird sitting on a branch for anything that stays within its purpose. And a lot of people don't even have the faith or the belief or see enough value in themselves to just stay who they are and stay right there a little bit and grow. Because what I'll do, I will, I will allow your gifts to open doors for you and put you before great men. I will send a king to come down to the stream and select you amongst all the other rocks and kill the biggest thing out there walking. My God. <laughs> Purpose and identity can't be beat. Who we are is enough. Well, what, 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 type of, what, what type of value does a dirty, muddy, beat up, nicked up rock have sitting down there where animals go and drink and do this and people just tread all over them? Your, 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 your purpose is in, is in the one who gave it to you. I don't care who you are or where you are. If I select you, if I choose you, all you have to do is grow where you are. And when your time is ready, I will pick you up and I will put you in my slingshot and I will throw you as hard and as far as I can. And you will knock out the biggest giant walking. But I need you to stay you. And a lot of pe- a lot of us see other people being successful in other things and we want to become them. 
Well, I don't want to be a rock. I want to be a twig. I don't want to be a twig. I want to be the bird. Well, I see you over there doing real estate. I want to do that. Now you don't know why your money's messed up. Now you can't, you can't even redefine your wealth because you never even defined your wealth. So you can't even uh-huh. redefine it because it doesn't have a definition now. If you stay who you are and stay where you are and grow and allow someone else to come and pick you up and place you to your next level, but it starts with identity and purpose. Define it so it can be redefined. Bible says from glory to glory. Yes. Things are always changing. Things are always growing. What you are today might not even be what you are tomorrow. I dare you to believe in who you are. I dare you to believe that you have value. I dare you to believe you have purpose. I dare you to discover your identity, who you are, your purpose. Why are you that person? And then allow yourself to be catapulted into your destiny because even the rocks have purpose. Amen. Amen. I have nothing to add and nothing to take away. I'm I'm, I'm thankful to be here. Incredible. Incredible. Before I let you go, Elijah, I must ask you these redefining wealth rapid wisdom questions. Just tell us the first thing. Okay. The first question is, how do you define success? Purpose. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Fulfillment and purpose. Mm, Love it. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Shut up and ignore everybody. Ooh, that sounds good. I got to look into that. (laughs) Fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Elijah Frazier, and the truth about wealth is identity and purpose and being fulfilled. Amen. Elijah, I've stopped to say it, I don't know how many times during this interview. I rarely, I think, do that as often as I did in this interview. (laughs) Let me tell you, I know that so many people are going to be blessed by this episode. And I am so grateful again uh, to have you on. I'm so grateful to have made this connection with you. Oh my gosh. I don't need to tell you don't stop ever because you already know. <laughs> but I, um, I'm at a loss for words. I'm so full. I have goosebumps. I'm so thankful. Um, <laughs> I just feel incredibly blessed. And thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, and just, man, keep giving God the glory, man. You are just such a great example uh, for me, I think, of just a strong God-fearing dude like that that is just full of purpose and excited about being a light and and again I'm super grateful for the connection so thank you for thank you so much thank you for having me all right didn't I tell you Elijah would be amazing this is not a one listen this is not a one listen if you were driving if you were working out if you were doing whatever you were doing and you couldn't just sit and take notes, I know that you are going to go back and listen to this again and make sure that you share this. I just feel led to say, to make sure you share this with a young man in your life in particular. I know that so much of my audience is female, over 80% of you are women, and we do have a few good men that listen to the podcast, but I think that this is one of the episodes where a young man may need to hear this. He may be trying to turn his life around, trying to just do great things in spite of the circumstances that he finds himself in or the situation that he's been through recently or the relationships that he knows he needs to let go of in order to go to the next level. 
And this is one of those episodes I would share with any young man in my life to let him know that you can turn it around. So make sure you share. Make sure you share this in social media. I would love for you to rate and review this episode. And I would love even more for you to go and find Elijah. His info is in the show notes. Find Elijah and tell him what this episode meant to you. Tell him what it is you're turning around. Give him his flowers while he's here. Because I know that this episode is a blessing. And speaking of supporting Elijah, if you are in Ohio, if you are in his neck of the woods near Westlake, Ohio in particular, then go out Friday, May 17th, represent for Redefining Wealth and support him at his short film, Made for More. It's a short film called Made for More. Elijah Frazier is the executive producer and co-director as well as writer. And it's free admission, but you have to RSVP by May 13th to Elijah at 18y.com. Elijah at 18y.com. Check him out on Instagram at Elijah J. Frazier um, so that you can get more information. But the short film is essentially, he says, Serenity has every reason to give up on life. After her parents leave her, she's forced to stay with her grandmother, whose lifestyle and mindset are one of settling and doing just enough not to lose. Even with odds against her, she can't help but feel that she is made for more. So she runs away and her journey begins. So if you want to check out Elijah Fraser's film, you hear his passion here. You hear how incredibly talented he is. It's going down Friday, May 17th at Crocker Park Theater. Westlake, Ohio. Go represent for Redefining Wealth. Tell them Patrice sent you and let's support a young man doing incredible things. Thank you guys so much for how you continue to support the podcast, how you continue to support our guests. I think it's so imperative that when people take time out of their lives, out of their schedules to pour into us, that we turn around and do the best we can to pour back into them. And I thank you guys so much for how you buy books. You show up at people's events. You go, I see you in their comments. I see the ratings and reviews, even that you talk about, uh, you know, these folks and just keep showering them with love because anytime you put yourself out there, it's a risk. And so if we're doing it for that one person, you never know if you're the only person that's going to say something. So keep speaking up. Keep speaking up, keep speaking out and keep being the supportive, encouraging community that you are. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Later.